Hi everyone! Welcome back to the Usapang Usbong podcast. This is our third season where we will have episodes that will dive into mental health and the community of those with special needs. I'm Andre Santos and today I'll be joined by fellow Usbong members to discuss the topic of mental health. We'll simply be sharing stories about our personal experiences and struggles and give our insights on mental health misconceptions, the mental health stigma, hopefully share some advice which could be helpful to you. But before we get to that, let me just share some details about Usbong's upcoming fundraiser. For the month of November, Usbong will be hosting an art auction featuring the beautiful works made by Filipino artists. A portion of the sales will be given to the artist, while another portion will be donated to the Chosen Children Village Foundation Incorporated. The village is a haven and home for abandoned children who are physically and mentally challenged. Their goal is to help these kids ultimately become independent despite their disabilities and give them an opportunity to attain a more meaningful, productive, and satisfying way of life. So I hope you all stay tuned for that and look at Usubong Philippines on Facebook and Instagram to stay updated. So for today's episode, I'm proud to announce that I'll be joined by three fellow Usubong members. Um, for this episode, no professionals really, but we hope that these members can share something, share some insights, which can hopefully inspire you or give you more knowledge. So today, I'll be joined by Pau Cruz. Hey, guys. I'm Pau Cruz. And Sam Gutierrez. Hi, everyone. Sam here. <laughs> and Celine Dabao. Hi, guys. I'm Celine. So, yeah. Um, to be transparent with you, like we all go to different schools now. Don't really get to catch up a lot, but Thankfully, we're having this opportunity in, in, through the Osbong podcast to share stories and kind of break the ice and actually show you the difficulty maybe of opening up to someone also who you actually don't open up to a lot. So there's a lot to be learned from here and hopefully um, you guys can learn a thing or two. So guys, tell, tell the viewers or the audience about yourself naman, like so they know who we are, who you are. Okay, since you introduced me first, I guess I'll start. Um, so yeah, I'm Paolo. I'm a incoming third year philosophy student. I'm studying in UP, the Le And I guess why I wanted to be part of this video is because right now I'm seeing, I'm seeing like a culture of, of really sad and mean, of sadness and like meaninglessness. And I feel like we, we need to counter that. And it affects us deeply. And like mentally, spiritually, and all that. And I think we should try the best that we can to, to do something about it. Great, great. How about you, Sam? Okay, hi guys. I'm Sam. I'm currently um, studying in DLSU. And I'm taking up psychology and business management. So I really wanted to be able to talk about mental health in this podcast episode because as a psychology major, I really advocate for the importance of mental health and how much people really need to take care of themselves and their mental health and well-being as well. And I want this to be an avenue that people will really know the importance of mental health and that it's not something to be ashamed of and um, that the stigma that we have now it's something that we really need other people to be aware of. Yeah. That's a great, Sam. And like you guys, what Sam mentioned about the stigma, misconceptions, um, we're really going to dive into that deeper later. So hopefully you stay for that. How about you, Celine? 
Hey guys, so I'm Celine. I'm from De La Salle University, like Sam, but I'm taking up secondary education with a major in English. So I'm going to be a high school English teacher when I finish with college. And I really wanted to be part of this podcast because um, I'm part of the generation where we're more open about talking about certain things, but we're still raised by like a generation that isn't really open to discussing things. So we have the most like firsthand experience with the stigma, like Sam said, the stigma and misconceptions around mental health. And because I do want to be a teacher, I want my students to feel comfortable opening up to me about various issues that they experience and for them to know that they can really confide in me no matter what they may be going through. Thanks for sharing that, Celine. And something that I really think about that you mentioned you wanted to be a high school teacher. Why don't we talk about how so much has changed between the way we see mental health from high school to college. I think the challenge in, in high school was that, you know, people are just discovering themselves, starting to learn things, grow up. And then when you come from a Christian, a Catholic school, it can be sometimes challenging. So if you guys don't know, Pao, Sam, and I went to the same high school. And there, you know, you, you guys know that there can be mentally challenging experiences that you go through there. No, it, it's, sure. it's yeah, definitely. You can say yeah. that. <laughs> it's, but, yeah. I and, mean, it's a lot. I mean, I think, I guess, in our culture, in our schools, old school's culture, we're, we're very pressured. And that pressure builds up. It's, it, it adds up. Yeah. And, you know, there are so many cases in, in high school where you just you just wish something else could have been done, handled better, and you wish a guidance counselor is there. You know, there are just so many factors that play around in high school, and then all of a sudden, college, you you find this independence, and it's a really different world, and you just see things differently, including mental health. How about you, Celine? Like, how was the challenge of high school for you? Well, because I came from a really small Catholic mm-hmm. school, so everybody knows everything about each other which can be pretty toxic, you know, in itself, when it, wherein, like, people think that they have the right to know everything about you and to make all these, like, really um, mean, derogatory comments about you. But for me, the biggest issue about high school and mental health is something that I actually discussed with Andre, that people assume that it's really a faith issue when it isn't necessarily the case. Right. Like, just because you have anxiety and depression in high school doesn't mean that you have to pray more or that... <laughs> you know, that you you don't have enough faith in God. Like, it's a very complex issue that involves, like, you know, chemicals in your brain and all of these things that you, like, it's good if you're religious and if that's something that's very important to you, yeah. but it doesn't apply to everybody. And it's something that, it, you know, it's a very Catholic country to begin with. Right. So it's, like, right off the bat, right. that's their automatic act. Right. So, yeah, that's something that I experienced when I was in high school. And this, you know, it's really... When the problem's in front of us and we know it's psychological and then people are pointing to spiritual, to other factors. And, you know, why, we ha- why, why is there a need to point at different things when the problem's right in front exactly. of us and, you know, exactly. we, we just have to face it and handle it. But, Sam... Well, I think, I think wh- there's... Can I, can I just say something? Right, I think go, go, Pao. Even though... I think there's something nice and beautiful about that. That okay. when, when we're going through a tough time, they tell us to pray. Obviously... It doesn't always work. I, I, what, why I think it's a nice thing to, to tell someone that if, if you're going through a tough time, maybe you should pray about it. It's because 
to admit that you're going through something to to an entity that you're not even sure that exists right it's a very hard thing to do and it it's like a it's like a spiritual weight lifted off your shoulders if you can admit to yourself that maybe i am not okay right and my take on the faith and religion thing it's it's really more of how you're going to handle it accept it you know there's so many things you don't know but there's really the only thing you do know is what you do what you can control and that's yourself so sam what's your take on this since you know being a psychology major like what's your idea of yeah. how we should handle these things i think that every individual is different and that sometimes their faith is very important to them and sometimes it's not really a determining factor for their mental health but for some other people it's really something that's very strong for them and that um they can really they can feel better once they pray yeah. but again every, everyone's different so it doesn't happen to all of us and mental health encompasses like a big variety of um illnesses disorders and it's just very complex that there's no black and white it's always like a gray area yeah yeah so that's my take on it right can i can i ask something though like go what, what do you guys think is the reason for for the sudden rise and peak of of cases of depression suicide and mental issues in the world what what do you think it roots from there's a lot I feel like like right now it's totally because of like loneliness and isolation. Mm-hmm. And like people can't like connect with other people and how they used to connect. But like before the pandemic, I felt like it's based of social media talaga. Like yeah. that's one of the biggest whys as yeah. to why it really rose. I was definitely going to bring that up later, yeah. especially have you guys watched The Social Dilemma? Oh my gosh. No. no. I have. <laughs> that like super yeah. messed my head okay. when I watched it. Okay. I was like, oh I'll no. How have you watched it? <laughs> no, but social media Everybody alone should has already watch messed it. with my head enough. So I feel like <laughs> I don't need to watch that. You know yeah. I mean? yeah. Yeah. So I'll kind, I'll kind of bring it up later. So yeah, we're talking about faith and religion and how that can be a factor that may be important to some and not important to some. But there's some things where we have to know what's real and what's not and those are the facts we have to know the facts and a lot of the facts are being confused because of these misconceptions so personally i searched for this podcast um the four biggest misconceptions and this is from psychology today so a big misconception is that you're either mentally ill or mentally healthy and i think that's a big challenge for this community for the community because There's a, there are really a lot of people stuck in the middle in the, in between where they're not diagnosed with anything or yeah there's no diagnosis so they they can't yeah. really say what right and like how do we address or how do we help these people also those in the middle what do you guys think or is that just a question of well-being and all for me it it depends on what you mean by healthy yeah because okay you can say Oh, uh, you're mentally healthy because all your thoughts are sound, but then your well-being is still like really sad. I mean, you you can like point it and like you can define it in so many different ways. Right. But but is it good that we define it in many different ways? And isn't it better to have like a fundamental fundamental principles on what it means to be healthy? 
And I feel like whatever those principles are, they have to be based on on realities imposed to us by by like philosophy, social sciences, the, the humanities. Like, can I just give an example? A common thread that a lot of philosophies have, may it be Stoicism, um, Buddhism, and even Christianity. Um, they, they they say that, I mean, an, a common axiom, I mean, is that life is suffering. I mean, okay, yeah, life is suffering, but just because you suffer, does that mean you're mentally ill or not healthy? Right, right. I mean, there, there should be, there's like a barrier of what's necessary and what's not, probably. I mean, yeah. There, there should be, I think. Because yeah. not all suffering is necessarily bad for you. Yeah. And some can be actually like really good for you, beneficial for you. But the dangers with that is maybe you feel like it's so bad to a point that you can't do anything about it. And I think, I think at that point, that's my, that's my ultimate line between what's healthy and what's illness. Yeah, that's a good thought. And it's, I guess it's really tough in our generation because mental health is also romanticized. And, mm. you know, people are quick to assume or even yourself, you know, you're feeling sad and then you're just quick to say, oh, I'm depressed. You know, it's, it's a term that's also being overused. So when you're in the middle, you don't know if you're actually, you know, you don't want to invalidate yourself. You never want to invalidate anyone. But you just, sometimes you just get, you get stuck between, am I exaggerating? Um, do I actually feel this way? Or am I invalidating myself? So there's really, yeah, yeah. that's really the a big challenge also. What do you guys think, Celine Sam? Okay, um, I think like what Pao said, like about the good, like like you d- you don't know when a suffering is bad for you or good for you. I think that we have this concept in psychology known as you stress and distress. If you guys have heard of that, it's like when you have positive stress and negative stress, and you really have to differentiate among those two and how it affects your well being. Yeah, exactly. Because. Yeah, if you can't like overcome the, this type of stress, it really affects you and brings you to a spiral with your well-being. And like we have this term in psychology also and like determining if you have a mental illness. We have the four Ds. It's okay. um distress, deviance, dysfunction and danger. So if you have so if you're being affected by all of those four Ds, then you're mostly um, gonna have like you mostly have that mental health illness or disorder. Yeah, it could be in Yeah, but again, it's like it's complex. It's not the same. For, you yeah. know, it's like it's not one size fits all. Like, yeah, it really depends exactly. case to case. Mm-hmm. Celine, <laughs> what do you think of this? Yeah, what do you think? Um, well, for me personally, I think that it's like something that I really want to come out of this podcasting is. But it's totally fine if you need to talk to somebody, if that's your friends or your therapist or anything. That's something that I really want to tackle because you, like in the first place, I understand the buff. Of course, you have to give priority if you do have like depression or anxiety or something like that. But you shouldn't feel like you're invalidating yourself because you don't have a label on your mental issues. Right. Or if you're struggling with something, you know, it, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't see a therapist yep. because you're like invalidating yourself. I think it's important that we remember that everybody process things differently. That the way that somebody handles a situation isn't the way that somebody else may do it. And 
I think I said the problem with mental health issues here is that we prefer to leave things at the last minute. Like if it's really bad, that's when we're gonna go yeah. and try to resolve the issue agree. instead of yeah. something like super preventative. You know, where in the beginning, if we already have like, for example, as a family, you ha- you can communicate openly with your parents and your siblings and your friends. Then it's easier to, because that's what something that my therapist said also. Like instead of trying to deal with the emotion or the stress as it speak you should see when it's leading up already para you can it's easier for you to handle the situation and to recognize when you need to step back and stuff like that so i think that yes there is a fine line between like suffering that brings you out of your comfort zone talaga that's super necessary and suffering that you really need other people to help you handle wow i'm so totally glad you guys agree. are here i'm so glad you guys are here those are some great insights really for sure wait can i can i ask something also because uh, I think earlier when, when we'd say, like, what, why, I want to ask, um, what do you think caused it? You guys, like, easily just said social media. But what about social media do you think it is that can cause mental illnesses? Because I, I think the use of social media, just like mental illnesses, it's not just black and white, right? Right. I mean, yeah. So what, what do you guys think it roots from? The social media. Personally, I mentioned that I watched The Social Dilemma. If you haven't watched that, please do. And The Social Dilemma, it highlights, well, in my case, what it um, showed about me or like what I was able to reflect on was the first, I don't know, maybe this is under mental health where you, you have that urge or that need to always check your phone. And well, it's you wouldn't really think of that as something as a mental challenge first, but it really affects your way of life. That's what the social dilemma showed me. Like, like sure, checking my phone, it's, you know, it's innocent. You know, there's no malice in it. But I'm, I'm, instead of being with my family, instead of being productive in other ways, you know, it's, it's, it's a toxic. hindrance yeah. in that way. It's toxic in that way. And second, Social, like what you were asking, social media pressure. It's always there. Um, before, when you're young, you want to have a nice feed. You want to look at, you want to show that you're doing fun things. Trying to show that you're living a great life. You have no problems, no worries. And that's and everything you want to show, right? You don't exactly. show your bad yeah, side. You it's don't, a highlight reel. Yeah. And you yeah. end up showing a fake self. Sad, and yeah. And in your attempt to show your worth, your greatness through these things, afterwards, you realize it's fake and you're back down to zero. Mm-hmm. And it's a, rep- a repetitive cycle, which is so tiring. So, so tiring. Yeah. And to add to what Rawl said, I think it's also comparison. Like, you see all of these people in social media and, like, everyone around the world, like, showing their highlight reels and then you're comparing yourself to them i think that really brings every like your self-esteem down in a way and i think generally it's really your relationship with social media on how it affects your mental health because if you think it's like toxic and stuff like that or like if you're really influenced by it then the more yeah it's gonna really affect your well-being in that sense yeah right it's like instant gratification also, right? 
gonna say. Yeah. Yeah. You wanna you wanna expand on that, Sudhu? Yeah. Okay. So, um, in the social dilemma, nga, they talked about how like they program these apps so that you're just endlessly scrolling, and then when you like, for example, when you post you get the notification, even like getting notifications on your phone, it's programmed so that you pick up your phone every five seconds right. to see who texted you or if you got a like. It's playing with your head. Or something. Yeah, and that's like exactly. backed up by like a good feeling. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I have a notification. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you're like yeah. so happy. And then when, you're, when you get the notification, you see it and then you wait for the next one and then the next one and the next one. So it's just like endless repetitive cycle talaga yeah. of just being happy for a split second and then being upset that you're not getting more likes or something like Actually, that. Actually, like, yeah, I want to so expound on that because um, about there are like two books that I read that, that dealt with instant gratification. Well, not necessarily instant gratification, but it deals with like addiction and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they, they say that when we create a positive feedback, feedback loop with the things that don't do us good, it can bring us to really dark places. Like let's say with alcohol, um, so you drink, you have fun, and then like, because the thing with alcohol is it goes into your, I, I don't know, I'm just trying to say it in my own words, but it goes into your blood, and then when you stop drinking alcohol, like the effects can backfire. So that will make you want to drink more alcohol, and then you're drinking more and more. That's a positive feedback. And then let's say the next day, like you, you have a headache, and then, you know, you, you figured maybe alcohol will help, and maybe alcohol does help. And then you, you just added another step to that, to that loop mm-hmm. of positive feedback, even if the effect isn't really positive. So that's like, it's really interesting. Like, and to hear that you point that, pointed out mm-hmm. that it's like an endless cycle, because it is, yeah. it's a cycle down, it's a downward spiral, cycle just going down. And yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, I do like going back to the instant gratification thing. Uh, for example, you see on Instagram, like, this girl or this guy is, like, super batak and super, like, their body is so nice. And the thing with that is that you kind of forget that behind that picture, there's months of hard work and dieting and training and all of these things that go into that perfect shot. It's not, like, overnight that they, they got that body or they got these, like, for example, they buy expensive things. Of course, you have to work hard for those things. So instant gratification and the problem with social media is that we forget that this is just a highlight reel and that we don't necessarily see the difficult process behind all of these um, posts and everything that we see on social media. It's a great point. And to link it to social media, like, you know, we're seeing all these things in, on our IG and our Facebook feeds. And what's, what seems like unacceptable on stories or posts is showing that you're sad. And this leads to another misconception that mental illness is a sign of weakness. And it just sucks that you can share all these good things. You know, Celine mentioned, batak nga, you can share that. But when you're not in the gym, you know, and yeah. you're actually a human again, and you can't share that, you know. And I think something we can bring up is the Finsta Rinsta culture. I think <laughs> that's a big thing in my opinion. Because you, we've already accepted the norm of what's, of what's allowed on the Rinsta or what's normal in the Rinsta. And when you see these sad posts, you're, the first thing that might pop into your head is, oh, ma- must have been a wrong post. Should have been for the Finsta. Like, too much information and stuff like that. You know? 
Yeah, and yeah. It's so become such a toxic thing where these platforms are supposed to connect us, help us with one another, and now we're setting these unspoken rules, unspoken boundaries. And what for, right? But yeah, just to add to that, I think social media does do that. But then, of course, it comes with a bad side. Like, it, it does connect people. It, and it connects us to good messages, works of art, to, to so much things. But I think with that, it's the, it's, it kind of created like a spiritual dissonance between how we ought to act and how we actually really do act. Because right. how we ought to act is always posted online. It's seen in our movies. You want to be the hero. You want to be Superman. You, you want to be the guy that redeems yourself from your suffering that you're in. But then you don't realize that... I mean, we forget that that's real. And we forget that those, even, those, even if those stories are fiction, they're still true. Like, you can redeem from your suffering. You, it's possible. It's doable. I mean, I think... Also, like a big reason why I wanted to talk here is because I was, I, I have in my early teens, like I was still in a really dark spot, like everywhere. Yeah. And then I, I had to decide, am I going to be a victim or am I going to take control of my life? And obviously it's not easy to just say, I'm going to take control of my life. It's right. bloody hard. It can backfire on you also essentially. We have to do it carefully. And I think where that begins is with the individual. Like, I, I really think that that the hallmark of good well-being. Right. Yeah, just wanted to say that. I think with what Rawl said about mental illness being a sign of weakness, it's really um, tough with individuals nowadays because you don't know like how people will react to yeah. when you share this like dark um, area in your life, dark um, dark things that you're going through and other times we assume that yeah when we're going through something it's like our weakness and stuff but it, that's not the case and it shouldn't be the case like when we're going through something we should be able to um, ask for help and like not isolate ourselves and think that it's a weakness when in yes. fact it's just us going through something really heavy and that we really need other people's help which we're so scared to ask for. And I think with what Celine was saying is that um, earlier that we shouldn't really be afraid to ask for help. Like sometimes people ask for help when it's too late already and like they can't function. And I think it's important to be able to prevent that and not think of what you're going through as a sign of weakness. Yeah. Clearly it takes so much strength and courage and you know, you have this battle with yourself, which you're trying to overcome. And imagine overcoming that and breaking through the boundaries of social media and having the strength to even share that. That's, you know, I find that unbelievable. That takes so much courage, so much strength. And how can that be a sign of weakness? Crazy. You guys tell me <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> so, so connecting to this, it's like, a big problem is not really, of course, there's a challenge with how you're dealing with, you know, how you're coping, how you're fighting your own demons. And how, how the world treats you, I guess. Right, yeah. there. And that's how I'm going to connect where, what's the problem? Like, what's the problem with the mental health stigma that's being the cause of so many 
mental health issues. Because we know, we know for a fact, I'm speaking to the three of you. You guys, you guys are fighters. You know, you're, you're doing the things you need to do to, to stay mentally healthy. You know, that's the right term. But like, is that enough? Because of this world and everything, social media and the environment around us. What do you guys think? Yeah. Yeah. Because like, how else are you going to like live a meaningful life if you don't fight your demons, right? Look them yeah. straight in the eye and like, just tell them, hell nah, not today, you know? I mean, I, I think that's what makes like a life meaningful. And like, I've been watching videos of like, what's his name? Jordan Peterson. And he just says it in the most brilliant way ever. Like, hell, he says that hell is a, a place you put yourself in and that heaven is attainable and that it's, it's through like facing your demons and having meaning through purpose, a purposeful life. And to, to have a purposeful life, you have to like, face the suffering that you do face. So what Pao saying is basically, you know, it's up to you. It's a mindset. It depends on the mindset that that's you're so going to place. But I think that's half the battle. The other half is how are the people around us going to be better? So Celine, what do you think is required or how do you think society, let's not think too far. <laughs> let's not think too wide. Let's just say Philippines, Philippine <laughs> society. No, I think we should focus on Philippine society. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to kind of build off of what Tao said, you can't think that one day you're going to be perfectly mentally healthy and stable and that it's possible that you're just going to be happy for the rest of your life because you're going to still experience challenges even if now you're, you consider yourself to be mentally healthy. There's still like a lot of curveballs that are going to be thrown your way. It's inevitable. It's really part of life. But I think it's also very important to be choosy about the people that you surround yourself with, which is something that kind of goes back to the high school, college difference. Like in high school, because for me, I was with the same 30 people like 24-7 and I didn't really have a choice. But in college, you kind of right. have more freedom yeah, yeah. and you have more of a choice who you really want to spend your time with and like what you want you to devote your energy to. And I think that that's such a big component into you know contributing to your mental health and making sure that this isn't a part of your life that has to add stress anymore that you're mature enough to know what you can handle and that the people around you can respect the boundaries that you set for yourself and for them also i think that's so important to recognize when you're willing to listen when you need to take some time off all of those things it's some it's really a learning process talaga. like i said there's no one day where you're going to be perfectly mentally healthy and all your friends are going to be mentally healthy also it's just a work in progress and you need to surround yourself with people who have similar goals in mind yeah okay can i um just reply to you roland about the um what about and i'm going to connect it to what you just said Celine. um yeah like go ahead what about the outside like outside pressures and things like that and i'm going to go back to what i said earlier and it starts with like the individual because here, yep. Yep. um, so, so I'll give you a scenario. You, you, you want to be better. You're okay. motivated. You, you want to be good and you have an idea in your head on what can help you accomplish that. And then let's say whatever the idea is, like you do accomplish it and that helps you become a competent, um, it helps you have integrity. It helps you know who your real friends are, which is how I'm going to connect it now. Because if you want the best for yourself, 
you'll surround yourself with people who know who you know want the best for you also and maybe you can reciprocate that to them also yes so i think yes. that that's my highlight on the individual because and that's why i also said like we shouldn't try to change the world because changing the world is a collective thing um there's from another book there's this there's this section called um genius is not a person it's a thing that happens it's a book about math but like i i i've thought like really hard about it and incorporated it into like well-being and yep. yeah that's true the, yeah that's like really true it it's not it's not just that someone is like so wise out of nowhere or something it's yes. a collective thing of like past individuals who like who try to share their wisdom also and yes. i think i think what that roots from is the fact that people who they were inspired from were also inspired so and that led them to want to inspire or want to help others pursue wisdom something like yep. that mm. yeah because i feel like once you set yourself straight at least the most straight you can think you can be right now then the things around you will 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 set itself out also you know what i'm saying yeah yeah mm-hmm. wow <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm learning a lot from pao i'm learning a lot from pao like you're just thinking what do i say to this but this guy makes sense and you're just like how do i be better? that's the crazy thing because like I, um because the guy i said earlier jordan peterson like he he talks about it he writes about it and then it, it just makes you think like yeah i know <laughs> like yeah. it's already in us we because i think we all want to be the best we can be it's just yeah. that i think that we're forgetting that it takes a lot to be what you ought to be also yeah you know yeah. and personally when i'm looking outwards or trying to understand people i just want to share that my life changed when i told myself that my root value or the value that i could never let go of is empathy because i just feel that when even from the smallest things i swear i'm looking at a story a part of me is like judging a bit you know you know we just yeah, have that tendency yeah. i'm just, i'm going to be honest In with you I'm be, whoever says mm-hmm. this I'm, yeah you just have to say mm-hmm. then when empathy starts playing in your head and you're like what if you posted this what if you posted something similar if she's doing something she loves what if i was doing something i love and how would what kind of response would i want to get you know and that cha- that was so important for me because not only did i become a better person i believe but i just felt that i saw so much more beauty around me you yeah. start to appreciate all these other things for what they are and the importance their importance to these people and when you're empathetic it just like it just passes around you know if everyone's empathetic and you just lose what are your yeah, thoughts yeah. sam like yeah. what what, do you, what think, about you um it's so important that you said uh, about empathy and like how important it is in in our society today because once we truly understand people once we put ourselves in their shoes i don't think that we will we have the right to judge them you know what i mean like 
when we understand people where they come from, their battles and everything like that, you can't simply say that, oh, he or she is a bad person or he or she, like, why are they even like this? Like, you really have to understand where they're coming from and, like, accept them for who they are and what they've been through. And, like, that's really how you can grow, like, as a person and, like, as a community also. Yeah, like, it's really important. And, like, being compassionate lang. Like, yeah. just showing the utmost kindness and compassion to others. It's like, it really goes a long way. Sam, you, you have a YouTube channel, right? I just want to... Yeah, you do, right? No. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Because I'm going to relate it to like what Roland said. Like, in the... Because uh, let's say with me and Instagram, in the back of my head, if I'm going to post something, I'm just like, am I posting this because I want to post it or because I just want people to know what I'm up to or to think right. about a certain way. Yeah. And like even in, in this... Like agreeing to, to volunteer here. I was just like, talking about mental health. I mean, do I just want to appear as if I care? Or do I actually care? But I, oh, I actually yeah. really do care. But then, you know, how do you... So Sam, like how do you draw, separate yourself from that? Given that you have a YouTube channel. And yeah. I think um, it's hard in a way. Because, you know, there are so many outside factors and pressures. That like, oh, they're gonna, they might judge me for this. Or like, oh, they're, I'm gonna, they're gonna say about this, about me. But then I always come back to my why. Like my vision. Right. Like what I envision for myself. Why I placed this YouTube channel. I mean, like, of course, like in high school, I would have never like posted anything like that. Because I would have been too scared or, or something. But like, as I grew up, I was like, like I was more determined and I already set up my foundation as to what I want this to become, like what I want my YouTube channel to be. And I also have a podcast with my other friends, actually, uh, Quantong Amigas. Yeah, okay. and like... Plug. <laughs> yeah. Um, we also talk about mental health there. And I think one of the things that will make you rise above like these things that come your way, like the judgments from other people and stuff like that, is really determining your why and your the vision that you set for yourself because when you have that you can overcome any challenges that you that you that that throws at you yeah, like, yeah basically the exactly. yeah so guys yeah. When, when you're in the outside looking in have empathy and when you're looking within know your why know your why i love that know love your that. why yeah. know your why so, okay, we came from a macro scale, you know, society, how we should improve as a whole community. But what's important is also what's in the household. And how do you, how do you guys think, you know, what's the key ingredient to improving this kind of dialogue or this kind of communication within a family? What are your thoughts, Celine? Um, I think something that we need to change within the family is... You have to let go of your image of a very like super perfect family where you know everybody is like thriving in their own area and that there's no fighting and all of these things because i think that that image of having a completely spotless family is what's getting in the way of you having difficult conversations with each other and really listening to what the other person has to say especially if you know if they're struggling with like a mental issue or you know, with school or whatever and then they feel that pressure from the family to keep it in and just handle it on their own and 
like they feel like they can't really express themselves well then nothing is going to change because of course you know the family is after all the basic unit talaga of society and right. like we have to let go of our fear of losing control and our fear of not being on top of the situation all the time because life real life is messy it's complicated it's honestly super difficult so when we learn to accept that and we learn to accept that it's going to be imperfect that's when we can start really working together yeah can i just say though um i can't agree with you about the um letting go of the perfect family i think it's more of understanding that your family will never be perfect but having that ideal and mm-hmm. always trying to go to that ideal as, as the best as you can but with the understanding that it'll never be perfect because you know life yeah. be like that i get yeah i i get what you're both saying like there's really no there's no perfect person either but i also get that you know there's an aim to be to have to have a certain goal perfect as you can be let's say yeah to be as perfect as you can be i think that's our term for the day be as perfect as you can be <laughs> so yeah it's 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 better of hopefully that you do have someone to talk to in the family but the reality is not everyone has that privilege and that's where the importance of friends come into play and you know you know we're doing this podcast being this transparent and if you have people who you can talk to your mental health about that's i think that's a big thing that's a really big thing uh yeah can i can i just share um i'm not going to say his name but i have a i have a friend whose sister passed away and then you know um me and my other friend were two other friends were with him talking to him and then like honestly it it was honestly really beautiful like how he was handling it because because us at least us we were like we were trying our best to be there for him and then but what was really beautiful is also him trying to be there for himself He was trying to smile. Mm-hmm. He was trying to laugh. He was trying to talk to us, and he would share like how he would feel, like super sad feeling. And actually, all in that day, we were all sad for some reason. We all, and then, I, but I think that's a good thing that you can be sad with your friends and just be as open as you can be, because how else are you gonna figure anything out? Like, or how else do you build a strong foundation for your relationship? Yeah, if it's just built on shallow. Like sub-level things, you know. Yeah, you gotta go deep with it sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> and it's important that as friends you have that connection, but not automatically always. That when you have that connection, you know the right thing to do or say. So I'm curious, Sam. Like as a psychology major, do they do they give you those lessons on, you know, what what are the right things to say or to do when people are opening up or having these challenges? I think um in some way yeah they teach it to us and I also like watch some webinars on how yeah. to like help your friend like stuff like that on like the suicide risks and stuff but I think one of the main things is to listen with an open ear and listen with empathy because when you're just listening with understanding uh like it really opens so many doors for you to be able to really get to know your friend in that way But honestly, it's harder said than it's hard. Like it's hard to do. Yeah. Like when you just listen and like you always, 
might find yourself wanting to listen to reply you know what i yeah, mean right. but like you have to listen to really understand the person and really yeah, yeah. just be there for them i think that's one main yeah. fact like sometimes your friend doesn't really want to give a, want you to give them advice they just want you to be there for yes, them and yes. just know that like you're just you're going to be there for them no matter what they're going through that they have someone and that they're not alone i think it's yeah. very important that they know that yeah, yeah. and I have something to say about that also but you guys can go yeah but I, I was just gonna say that i'm pretty sure all of us have seen something on facebook where they've told us don't say that oh i went through that also or mm, just, yeah. you're having it easy you know yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just glad i just also want to mention that i'm glad that in facebook a lot of people share that and for me, those shares, they don't get a lot of likes, but they're low-key, very, very important. So, yeah, pa, what are you going to say? Yeah, because I just love how it connects. Because I was listening to this podcast the other day, and it was Simon Sinek. He was talking about like how the goal of, per se, Zen Buddhism and um, Buddhism in general, let's say, is like enlightenment, right? Yeah. And then what really struck me was when he said that the point of enlightenment isn't for you. It's, it's so that when you talk to people, you're actually listening because a lot of the times we don't because we're so caught up in our own stuff. And yeah, we have that inclination to just want to reply. So I just love how you brought that up and how I heard that the other day. It's great. So yeah. 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 Celine, like, how about you? Like, how important has friendship been to you? you as a you as a friend as a listener or you as a friend who's opening up to someone like the idea of friendship how important has that been to you for me personally it's super same with sam and pao there's this dead article i read um like maybe like a year ago about how the speaker was saying like oh you know her friend had just had like a really big problem in the family because her dad just passed away and so she was talking about it whatever and then when right when she said i know how you feel you know my dad also died the friend snaps back and is like, but that's not what I want to hear from you right now. I just want you to listen. I want you to be there for me. I think yeah. that, especially because of social media, I guess, we always want to have something to say in response. And we always want yeah. to react. Yeah, and we always, exactly. Maybe, I don't know, it depends, I guess, on the personality. But instead of saying that we know where they're coming from, because we really don't. Everybody processes things differently, handles things differently. We can just say na. I really hope that the pain that you're experiencing eases soon, but even if it doesn't, I'm still here for you. If you want to talk about it or if you want to be distracted and you want to talk about something else, it's also about being sensitive to what your friend needs right at that moment and vice versa. Because sometimes they want to talk about it, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they want to talk about something else so that they can kind of get away from the atmosphere, maybe at home, of like everybody being really upset and Sometimes they just want to take their mind off things. So you also have to be very sensitive to what their needs are at that moment. But for like me personally, I have like a really strong high school barricada. That even though like most of them are like in Ateneo or abroad, we still get to check up on each other every now and then. And I think that that I'm personally am very blessed to have that experience, you know, where I have people that I can still count on, even though like we've gone our separate ways now. But in college, it's a bit more difficult. Like I said, that being independent has its pros and cons. You, you, know, you ex- encounter people from a lot of different backgrounds, different ways of handling situations. So you also 
kind of have it's kind of like a learning curve also when you get to college you know to um how to handle different kinds of people but i guess just see, seeing this seeing everything that you go through as an experience that you can grow from regardless of whether it's a positive experience or a negative one and being able to share that with other people is really such a blessing yeah and it's like so so purposeful like the fact that you suffer and you you can you could suffer for good reason i mean like that just that that's just like a godly thing you know that how i see it, it yeah. actually there's also a, a study since we're talking about friends um there's a harvard study the longest psychological study um ever i think so far it was in 2017 um it was the key to happiness and they, they they said that if you want to be happy in the long run like the most important thing is to build strong and meaningful relationships i mean yeah straight up yes i agree just couldn't agree more and just like i love what Celine brought up a while ago sensitivity so we have keywords empathy sensitivity have those as your foundations and you can be a good listener you can really be there for your friend you know be there for someone who needs you so we've talked about society family friends so last but not the least it's important that we talk about how we can improve as individuals with mental challenges so whether you're diagnosed some or you're not or just going through a tough time how do we what are the keys for us on how we address our own problems our own challenges can i can i ask you guys a question about that um what, what do you guys think about the culture of accept yourself i think you can accept yourself while still challenging yourself to be a better person like the first step to becoming a better person is recognizing where you are but if you stay there and you don't change anything yeah, yeah. then it's pointless like you have to know the areas that you need to improve on and then you have to actively work on those things every day instead of just hoping that you know things will just fall into place out of nowhere like it really takes right. a lot of hard work and dedication not yeah. only to accept yourself but to really become a better person that again yeah yeah i agree you, Sam? yeah i agree with what Celine said like yes we can we should accept ourselves but i think there's a limit if we're already like for example hurting other people then of course like that's not acceptable mm-hmm. <laughs> so i guess accept yourself in a way that you're not doing anyone any harm and that you're just being as true to yourself as possible. Yeah. yeah. I learned recently fellow class also that it's just really part of our hum- being human that we're longing for something. You know, we're always chasing something. Yeah. And it's really up to us what the direction of that is, whether it's for better or for worse. Like you you can be growing but going through the wrong direction. So it's just yeah. a matter of choosing that right direction. And let me just share. Like Sam brought up some points which he shared with me. And just feel free to talk about any of these. She she gave me pointers or tips how we can improve as individuals. Acknowledge and validate your emotions and feelings. Practice reframing positive diversions. Set aside time to do things you enjoy. Adapt a regular routine. Don't forget that there is hope ask for help and stay connected to others. I just love it. You know, just reading it, you know, seems basic but so important. So important. So, I just hope that whoever is listening to this um 
I hope that this conversation, one way or another, helped you. Um, hope it gave you better insights on certain things about mental health. And most importantly, I hope our stories or our insights can serve us yeah, some sort of inspiration to you. Yeah, and I think we should just reiterate now we're not like specialists at this. We're, we're students. Right. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah. These I are mean, just from our experiences yes. and, yeah, and what we've learned. If you so really far. think there is um, something wrong with you, I don't want to use the word wrong, but then there's something not right, whatever, uh, <laughs> you should probably see someone. I mean, yeah. there's, we should, I think the important stigma to break also is people who go to therapy are like mm. weak or like, Therapy is just for like oh, whatever. That's that, That's not. That's not people true. who can't handle it. Like, yeah. Can't handle yeah. I mean, there's really no shame in going to like asking for help, going to therapy, going to a psychiatrist and stuff. And there's a stigma also of like taking um, prescribed drugs to make you feel better. I mean, I feel like if there's if it's backed up by science and it can make you feel better, it can bring you to a better place. Like, why not even like try? Or yeah. why judge people for having to take that? You don't know them, right? right. Yeah. yeah. And I want to add to what Pao said about like taking these medication. It's because like, you know, sometimes, most of the time, mental disorders is because of chemical imbalances yeah. in the brain. And something really, um, like there's something really wrong with our brains, basically. It's like physical health, you know. Yeah, like yeah. you take medication when you're sick. Physically, it's just the same with that. So, like, there really shouldn't be shame, like, taking these medications and asking for help. Yeah. Yeah. Can I add lang, like, last point? Um, so, something that I realized is that, especially during quarantine, we put so much of our worth into being productive and being like, oh, I took, like, six million online classes and <laughs> I, like, signed up for this workshop yeah. and I started an online business and, you know, all of these things, you know. <laughs> And there's, I'm not saying there's something wrong with that. Like, if it floats your boat, you know what? Go do yeah, it. Yeah. But I think we have to, like, as a society and as individuals, like, disentangle our belief and our self-worth from our being productive, you know, because this is really a difficult time in all of our lives that nobody could have prepared for. And maybe your journey or your process looks different from your friends or your classmates or, you know, those the people that you see on Instagram. So I think something that I really want the listeners of this podcast to like take home with them is the belief that you can still be where you are and you can just breathe and you can relax and you can rest without feeling guilty about it. Because yes, online school is really hard. I'm sure we can all agree on that. But also like what Sam said, you really have to take time to do things that you enjoy and take time to really kind of, recharge and everything don't feel like you have to always be busy always be doing something like no not at all you have to do really what's best for you and you should also be sensitive to yourself when you need to take a break and when you need to recharge so yeah uh, yeah, yeah i think it's I also that. when you what you said about like comparing yourself to like because you know there's a lot of things going on in the world right now i feel like what's important is you just compare yourself to who you were yesterday right Right. Yeah, I mean, love it. Yes. Love that was from a book. That's not me, yeah. Like that, that's from yeah, a book. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's just like, Definitely. yeah, why, why compare yourself to someone else who has yeah. nothing to do with you or little yep. to do with you right. when you have everything to do with yourself? Yep. Anyway, um, 
this podcast hopefully helped you understand the misconceptions better, the mental health stigma, and how we can improve as a society, as a family, as friends, and as individuals. So, by the time you're listening to this podcast, Usbong will have already posted a few pubs on IG. Hopefully, those can help you out. Um, we have some movie tips, some ways to handle these challenges during these difficult times, and some different other different information which can be helpful to you. So once again, I'd like to thank Pao, Sam, and Celine for joining me in today's episode. It's not weakness. I love it. It takes strength and courage to talk about this. And I appreciate you guys. Osbong appreciates you guys for opening up today and sharing your stories. So thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Thank you, guys, also. Yeah. Very thank you. Learning. It's nice to hear okay. you, what you guys have to say. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we all learned from each other today. Right. Definitely. Definitely. And maybe we could just spread that culture of like, learning from each other. Yep, yep. Yeah. And keywords yeah. that I today for me, empathy and sensitivity. Have those as your foundations. I think you'll go a long way. So that's it for today's episode. Stay tuned as well for the other podcast for season three. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye, Bye. everyone. <laughs>